Hi, and welcome back to Listen, You Beautiful Bitch. It's another Listen, You Beautiful Bitch book club mini-sode book review. I can't remember what we called it, but <laughs> but it's not a Christmas one this time. Uh, this week, it's me, Hannah, and me, Sandra. Sandra. And we are talking about the self-help book, Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. Yes. Rachel Hollis is a 30-something-year-old author, blogger, and businesswoman who moved to L.A. as a teenager and eventually founded a hugely successful event planning company, which then led to her starting an even more successful lifestyle blog and now writes approachable self-help books while running a huge media company called The Hollis Company. Um, and we chose this book, or I i don't know, I started reading this book a while ago Yeah. Um, and finally finished it, but was recommending it because... I found it to be super relatable, and that was the main reason why I chose it. It was really because of the title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw the title and was like, girl, wash your face. That Yeah, immediately resonated. Like, oh, yeah, I probably should fucking prob- wash my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably should do that. So, and then I started, How do you know, Rachel? She just, she just does. <laughs> she does. I don't know. But And she's pretty relatable herself, even though she's so successful. She's still relatable. Yeah, I think it's very approachable. Mm-hmm. Um. And that was kind of my big takeaway from this whole book was like the way she talks is very approachable. So I can see why so many people have started following her. I followed her on Instagram. Actually, after seeing the books, I saw one of her books in Books A Million and I wasn't really ready to buy it. But I went and followed her on Instagram mm-hmm. like based on the back of the book. I ended up listening to the audiobook. I don't know. if Yeah, because she does it herself. Yeah, which is cool to hear it in her own voice mm-hmm. because you can really... Like, you know exactly how she means for things to sound versus how they sound when you're reading it in your head. Right. Which I really appreciated. I read on my own the first half of it and then listened to Mm -hmm. it the second half. It was a lot more enjoyable. Listening? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I will say, and this is not really a spoiler alert, but something I wanted to talk about later is I think it's hard sometimes with an audiobook to like flip back um, Mm -hmm. because there were times when like I would lose track of like if I got distracted for half a second or whatever, it's like, oh wait, what is what is she talking about now? And to go yeah. back is a pain. Whereas, mm-hmm. audiobooks are good for car rides. They're great. I could never do that, like at work, or I just can't focus like that. <laughs> I like listening to them when I'm cleaning, and mm-hmm. yeah, car rides, shopping, mm-hmm. another good one. Just okay. walk around TJ Maxx, listen to an audiobook or a podcast or something like that. There you go. Yeah, there I don't want go. people talking to me in there. No. Kidding? Not in TJ Maxx. Nowhere. Don't talk to me in a store. Don't talk to. Just don't go to. <laughs> don't. Pu- don't go to Publix. Oh, they only talk to Publix is like where people go to talk. It's like I go there to get groceries and talk to people. That's probably why my mom goes there so much. She likes to talk. She is she to- one of those? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. Oh god. So, <laughs> Laura, I love you. Mm-hmm. All right. So this book is written obviously by Rachel Hollis, and it's in first person point of view. Um, So she's using her own experiences to sort of give life lessons. And she breaks each chapter into lies that she's told herself. So each chapter starts with the lie is this. And then she goes into sort of some backstory of why that lie affected her life and how she realized that it was a lie and kind of, and she gave tips about Mm -hmm. what helped her overcome Mm -hmm. that 
lie so she could stop lying to herself about this particular topic and it's i thought it was a pretty wide range of topics i mean no definitely from top to bottom mm-hmm. um you want to just go back and forth and be like yeah or i can do i liked the i like that the section at the end where she said things that helped me and listed out the yeah. things that like you just said um her pointers and what her takeaways from that lie she kept telling herself yeah and some of them were really funny like some of the stuff she yeah. said i'm like this is funny and it, again it's relatable and mm-hmm. she would say stuff that was kind of embarrassing which like or could have been embarrassing yeah which i really appreciated because i'm like thank you for just being honest like it it feels way more honest if she's like you know i like to whatever pretend like i'm hanging out with george Clooney when i go on a run to distract myself yes i'm like that's cool <laughs> we all do weird shit like i know that. she said she's gonna marry matt damon Yes, that was how she got to L.A. in the first place. Was it's true. Not mm-hmm. stalking him, but like strategically planning a way to meet him. Right. And she did meet him. Via her career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did it. It's crazy. All right. So first few lies, we've got the lie, something else will make me happy. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a, a really great way to start it. of ba- Being like changing something isn't necessarily like. Going to make you happy. A ticket to happiness. Yeah. Um, another lie. I'll start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I tell myself that one a lot. Yes. Oh, my God. That was a... <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> it me. That's probably like... I think she talked a lot about exercise in that chapter and mm-hmm. just... Was that the one she talked about giving up Diet Coke? I can't remember. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, d- I did underline something on this one. Um, starting with one small goal. Yeah. Diet Coke felt like my great white whale at the time. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. So starting today. So the next lie, I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty self-explanatory. And then the next lie, I'm better than you. Yeah. That one, I think that's one of the chapters that I, I sort of lost the overarching message in mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. oh, that's the one where she talks about shaving her toes. Right. Okay. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> God, you're remembering way more than I am. I'm much more of an audio learner so hearing someone actually say it helps but yeah she talks about how she made fun of this girl in high school because she shaved her toes right and she's like and meanwhile i am also shaving my toes i just Mm -hmm. don't want anybody to know exactly and so yeah the overarching lesson of like you're not better than anybody else we are we're all weird we all have weird things we do right and she said surround yourself with non-judgmental friends Mm -hmm. so then therefore you aren't thinking you're better than anybody um, another lie is, oh, this one's good. Mm-hmm. Loving him is enough for me. Yep. Lies, girl. I don't even need context. All lies. <laughs> lies. It's just crazy. One person is not enough for anybody, and especially like romantic. Mm-hmm. Like you can't put all of your hopes and dreams and life into one person. No. 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 There's so much more to life than just being being in love with quote unquote in love with a guy yeah so and this was a really vulnerable chapter for her too Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed listening to this one like it was it was tough to listen to right honestly but yeah uh the next lie is no is the final answer good one yeah considering you know i should probably say no more often than i do (laughs) well and i think her point with this one is like just because you hear the word no see this was kind of funny to me because i'm like yeah sometimes no needs to be the final answer but in her context, where she's talking about her career or her goals, mm-hmm. she was like, I just didn't take no as an, as an answer. Like, I would find a plan B or right, right, keep doing it anyway. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she kept pushing herself. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and ended up self-publishing her book, I think, was like mm-hmm. she kept being told no by publishers. And she's like, fine, I'll just self-publish. I'm forgetting that these are the lies. Yeah, not, <laughs> not the truth, Sandra. These are <laughs> lies. God dang it. Um, the next lie is I'm bad at sex. I loved this chapter. <laughs> like, I was so happy she went there. Um, because she is very spiritual and like very openly Christian in yes. this book. And so there are times when I'm like, okay, I would have dropped an F-bomb there, but you don't have to, girl. That's not you. No. Right. Um, but the fact that she had a whole chapter based on sex and mm-hmm. she got pretty detailed about it. And right. Like her challenges and the s- stuff they tried to keep things spicy. And mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that and appreciated Again, the honesty and the openness about it. And I used to think I was bad at sex with my exes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you had weird exes. I had didn't weird you? exes. So, and yeah. I really believed that I was bad at it. it was like it was me. No, and it wasn't. It's not it's you. So stupid. It's a it's lie. Them. They wanted you to poop on them. <laughs> They're bad at sex. You're very, you're very right. <laughs> very right. I don't want to shit on anybody. Exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next few chapters I didn't really resonate with because I'm not a parent. Um. The lie is I don't know how to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And other people's kids are so much cleaner, better organized, more polite, blah, 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 than, than mine. Right. Um, I think really for the most part, like if you take the mom equation out of it, mm-hmm. there was some relatable chunks in there of like just not thinking you're capable of something. She said stay away from Pinterest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is so true. Oh, my God. Stay away from Pinterest. If at any point you're feeling inadequate, just stay away from Pinterest. Because everything on Pinterest is perfect. I'm like, what is... I know. This is stupid. Even with like our podcast and stuff, sometimes I'll look things up like marketing a podcast or mm-hmm. social media stuff for podcasts. And I'm like, why is everyone so good at this? And I suck at it so much. <laughs> you don't. But Pinterest says that I, that I do. Well, Pinterest can go f- fuck, fuck it. themselves. Yeah, they just—I go there for the recipes. <laughs> <laughs> True, I go there for the home decor. Good, um, and I'll—I'll I'll, like if I'm feeling really down on myself, I'll type in like "need to lose ten pounds," and then it'll bring up all these like <laughs> stupid <laughs> articles. Drink that apple cider vinegar. I never follow. Maybe follow it for a day, and I'm like, "What am I doing? Let's just dumb. get back on what you were doing. Stop it." <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Well, she threw uh, one in the middle there between the mom chapters um, called The Lie Is I Should Be Further Along By Now, mm-hmm. which I think was really interesting. Yes. Because um, she was talking about how like her she was hanging out with a bunch of girlfriends and then that was their big regret. Like mm-hmm. essentially it was the theme of the podcast. Like what do you wish you had known when you were younger or what do you. Right. And so I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like this is totally on brand for us. And she must hang out with some really successful, ambitious people because literally none of mm-hmm. them were like, I look old. No, 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 definitely. Because that was my thought. I'm like, why don't I want to get older? Because I'm pretty. I don't want to <laughs> not be pretty. <laughs> well, this one, I thought, I mean, she's really into goals, mm-hmm. which I, I am too. Mm-hmm. And I think one of her lines, she said, setting set goals, not time limits. Yes. To your goals. Yes. Which I really like that. Yeah, because like maybe by the time I'm 30, I want to be in this job position. Mm-hmm. You know, why put 30 on it? Yeah, a seriously. Goal, I mean, if you reach it, then you you reach your goal. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and it's but, not like you can't do it after mm-hmm. you're 30. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're 31, that's, 
not a failure. You're still getting this dream job that you want. It just right. took longer than you hoped it would. And you're, you know, you don't have to be on the same time track as everybody else mm-hmm. in this world. Like there's no definition of where you should be by your, the time you're 30. Exactly. And that's the problem is people get to down on themselves because they think they should have this career. They have a, should have a family. They should be somewhere by the time they're this age and that age and this age and that age. And it's like, there's no, what do you no reason why <laughs> it's crazy and some people who get it all done early might even you know be like man i wish i would have waited a little longer yeah who knows absolutely. you know i mean yeah the people who do get married before they're 25 or have their first kid before they're 30 maybe they look back and think man i wish i had taken more time before that right you know so don't mm-hmm. don't put time limits on there and just no let things happen in their natural course and i, I really she at one point she shits on the saying um everything happens for a reason but i actually really do think everything happens for a reason yeah i remember that yeah she said it doesn't and i'm like yes it does because everything happens and it leads to something else Mm -hmm. that you're happy like Mm -hmm. that you're happy about like Mm -hmm. that you're happy at at this point in your life but if that one thing hadn't happened Mm -hmm. then you never would have gotten who knows yeah yeah or it would have been a completely different process in this part, I really, really liked from this chapter. I really liked this chapter, <laughs> but she said, making a list. Mm-hmm. She said, seriously, list out everything you've accomplished to date. In fact, write yourself a letter about your tenacity. She took a workshop and was asked to speak from the part of ourselves that has achieved so much. Um, and she started writing down all the stuff she has achieved and realized that she's not a failure. Yeah. And there are still goals she wants to achieve, but look at everything she has already done. Yeah. And, you know, you graduated high school, mm-hmm. went to college, you know. Well, she dropped out of college. I'm but, just thinking of like. Yeah, you went to high school I did. and college. <laughs> I'm just thinking of things that I've accomplished that I wouldn't think are big accomplishments, but they really are. Yeah. And they took work and I I did it all. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And they're huge accomplishments and you should be really proud of them. Right. But I think some people forget. I think it's easier to focus on the negative sometimes or what we perceive as failures when really we've accomplished so much. Mm-hmm. Like shifting the focus onto the things that we're good at or that we have done or that we're on track to do versus the things that we wanted to do that maybe haven't panned out or mm-hmm. didn't work out. Whatever's. Right. All right. Yep. All right. So another lie was I need to make myself smaller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one was good too. <laughs> it it resonated. My first thought when she said it was about dieting and like Oh, oh, oh. like yeah. That was just the first mm-hmm. thing that came to my ha- my mind when I heard her say this sentence and then listening to it, of course she had way more substance than my initial thought of like not not only being smaller physically and taking up less space from a health perspective. Um but being smaller in terms of your personality and what you're capable mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't have to be small. You don't have to mm-hmm. be a wallflower or someone who doesn't make waves. Right. Um, so I thought that was, it morphed into something way better than what I thought it was going to. Definitely. And I feel that way at work. Yeah. You know, being a woman, sometimes you feel like you can't speak out or you mm-hmm. can't say the things you really want to say because you're just trying to maybe stay below the... Yeah. The belt? The bar? Radar. The radar. Radar. <laughs> below the belt. That's like a low blow. Below the belt. It's just below the bar yeah. is a low standard yeah. and Yeah. Below the radar is Right. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't realize we had so many They're learning English must be really ridiculous. So I'm sorry. 
Definitely. next one was also really fun. The lie was, I'm going to marry Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what we were talking about in the beginning of the episode was that her having that goal, that fantasy goal to marry Matt Damon got her to L.A., which got her to everything she is today. Mm -hmm. This is the chapter that she shit on. Everything happens for a reason. But if she <laughs> hadn't had the goal of wanting to marry mm -hmm. Matt Damon mm -hmm. and moving to L.A. to work with Miramax, because that's where Goodwill Hunting was filmed, and she assumed mm -hmm. that he would come back to film another movie with Miramax. Sure. And then that led to her event planning career, and then so on and so forth. And she did meet Matt Damon. It wasn't love at first sight. Spoiler alert. She's not <laughs> married to him. She uh, is not. But the over overarching point of that was set crazy goals. You know, yeah. set these crazy goals that may seem impossible because they could probably lead you somewhere even better. Right. Yeah. And she said, say them out loud. Mm -hmm. And I, I agree with that a ton. Like, I feel like if you look yourself in the mirror and you say what you're going to do, yeah. you're more likely to do it Yeah. than if you don't say it at all or if you just keep it in your head and write it down, too. I know she said that several times. Yeah, write everybody your goals. says that. <laughs> <laughs> write it down. Write your goals down. <laughs> just do it. But also say it out loud. All right. Next lie. I am a terrible writer. She's not. No. Just for the record. She's, she's not at all. She's been on the bestseller list for how many? But she did. Um, she got some bad reviews mm -hmm. and thought like that they were true. Yeah. Why is it like that? Why is it so much easier to focus on like the negative things? I don't know. And it, it, it's true for everything. I don't know. Because there's this one review that Mike has on the brew bus. And I'm listed as like. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I was on the tour that day and I was helping him. And somebody just really didn't like me. And then ever since then, I'm like, I'll never forget that review. I know. But it why? Just, it's so damaging when you have so many people who love you in your life. But then there are reviews where they're like, Mike's wife was really fun. Like, cool. But then I'm like, I don't care about those. <laughs> I care about that stupid bitch that was like, never mind. She's not a bitch. That's mean. Yeah. Anyway. I don't trust anyone who doesn't <laughs> like you, Sandra. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I, I, I don't trust their judgment. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? But then, yeah, I always focus on that one. Yeah. Oh, same thing stupid. with yeah, Bruce Cruz. When I was doing the the beer tours, mm -hmm. like we had a perfect five star rating, and I was just like dreading the day we would get a four star, mm -hmm. something like that. And I'm like, this is that's so dumb. Like, we did so well for so long. We, mm -hmm. You can't make everybody happy. No, you can't. and you're never going to. Nope. Ever. Mm -hmm. I'm. I mean, we're still at the point with the podcast. And probably will be at this point for a while where we like reading comments because people are very supportive. Like, I feel like once you have haters, that's yeah. when you've made it. Like, when people are taking the time to talk about what they don't like about you. Yeah. Like, it's actually kind of an accomplishment. <laughs> I think I think you're reviewing that correctly, for sure. Because, yes, I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, please do leave comments and reviews for us because we like them and still need them. And that mm -hmm. affirmation is really helpful for us. It is, for sure. <laughs> the next chapter... The lie, I will never get past this. This was a heavy chapter. Very heavy. Very heavy. So this is when she really talks and goes into detail about her brother's suicide and the effect mm -hmm. that had on her. So she was the one who found him. Mm -hmm. um, and they had a very close relationship. And then she had to deal with the aftermath of that, the trauma. Mm -hmm. um, and feeling like you're never going to get past it. Right. So, I mean, I, I feel fortunate that I've never had anything that traumatic happened mm -hmm. to me not me either but when you we think about our own levels highest levels of trauma which pale in comparison to this there are times when you're like i'm never not gonna feel this way right and 
it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a huge lesson to learn. And I think something we've already mentioned on the podcast, like mm-hmm. telling our younger selves, this shit does pass. It sucks at the time. Like, You're going to go through trauma. Everyone's gone through some sort of trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, she went through this type. There's all sorts of types that you can go through. And maybe we shouldn't compare traumas. You know what I yeah. mean, too? Like, that's they're all hard. But yeah, the lie was I'll never get past this. And that's a lie. Yeah. And she had some really interesting um, tactics. Therapy. Yeah. Her therapy. And then some of the things she shared a few things that her therapists encouraged her to do um, to help her cope and like get past the initial trauma. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was really interesting. One thing she mentioned was setting a timer every day where she had to think about it like about this trauma for whatever, five minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, And she said she'd been having really bad nightmares. And then once she did that, the nightmares eased up because essentially she was giving her brain permission to think about, to think about it and process it instead of repressing, repressing, repressing. And then it manifests itself while you're sleeping, while you're sleeping. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is a tactic that I've heard of before. I'd never heard it before. I thought it was super interesting though. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, a very heavy chapter, but really beautifully written. I thought it was very encouraging. Ended on a high note. Somehow she turned her brother's suicide into a very encouraging chapter. Right. All right. So the next one is the lie. I can't tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a good one. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Be honest about who you are. Like, I can't remember the examples she used in this one. She said, uh, seek out other truth tellers. Surround yourself with people who've also gone through the hardship of being honest about their feelings oh yeah and this is is this where she talks about the going to a conference with all these like crazy successful bloggers this was the um the fostering oh so she went through a horrible um right yes yes fostering fostering situation where they were trying to to adopt Mm -hmm. for a long long time and they got several chances to do it and they kept failing and yeah and and failing in the sense that something would happen that and someone accused her of being a child abuser oh i fucking missed that part yes so that's the truth that she told in the book was that she was fostering these two twin girls and they thought they were going to be like Mm -hmm. the lady the foster care lady said you know these should these girls will be up for adoption and they said oh my god great and they were really really happy because they've been waiting for like eight years for this and then they finally get the two twin girls home, have them for a few weeks. And they're infants, right? They're mm-hmm. tiny. And then someone comes, police officer shows up at the door one day and says, someone reported you guys saying you're abusing the children when it w- wasn't at all true. And then then it comes down, come to find out the dad of the two little girls did want them back. Yeah. And they were never up for adoption. That was, yeah, the fostering lady lied about that oh just to get them to have a home. Which she, oh, and then there's she so en- many shades of gray in this story. She ends up saying, you know, I understand why that lady did what she did. Yeah. But the effect it has on them is right. huge. And then, like, the emotional trauma of that mm-hmm. experience when they still did want to adopt and had to go through the adoption process. Right. Um, yeah. So then she had to, you know, that was hard because she already had kids and had to, like, explain to them this isn't true but then their kids had to go through all the questioning mm-hmm. as well and that was just really hard in their on their whole family yeah absolutely but she ended up finally adopting Isn't that little girl and yep yeah, she so. finally got her daughter and she's adorable she mm-hmm. posts about her on instagram a lot and she's I know. super cute super cute 
So that was a, that was a tough chapter too. Yeah, yeah, it was. All right, so the next lie is I am defined by my weight. Yep. So this is the one I thought was coming earlier. <laughs> I feel like we can all relate to this. I know. It's like you don't even have to write anything else. Just just put the chapter name and then be like, you're not, though. Here's what helped me. And right. move on. Right. <laughs> but, we totally understood. Yeah. And something I appreciate about her, even before I read the books and was just following her on Instagram, is she is very body positive And she'll show, like, mm-hmm. she's had three kids, so she's got stretch marks. Mm-hmm. And, like, her stomach's looks like she's had three kids and so she'll put pictures of that up and be like you know this is this is me this is who I am and it doesn't right. make me less of a person because I mean she's adorable like super freaking cute yeah she is um so it's nice to see like that curated life mm-hmm. and then kind of see a little behind the scenes or like some of the stuff that most people are scared to show because they don't want to show imperfections yeah um, and she's she's she had eating disorder or was overeating all the time mm-hmm um so she's been at several different weights i think yeah and then finally learned how to you know get past that and stop overeating finding her balance there's a part where she was saying she was eating her feelings like that was the point where she was doing that all the time and who among us oh yeah you know (laughs) then she you know is big on preparation so if you're gonna go to the gym tomorrow pack your bag today put it in your car take your bag in with you at work so you stare at it all day like don't (laughs) If you're going to do it, then do it and prepare for it. Yeah, she's, um, and we can talk about this a little bit more later, but she is definitely a much more intense person, like just in terms of mm-hmm. being driven. Oh, my God. So some of the stuff that she said, I'm like, girl, I'm exhausted just listening to you talk about this. Like, where do you find like these... about her work and everything? Yes. She's very. I'm like, where do you find these stores of energy? No, God, I would need an Adderall. <laughs> I would need more than Adderall than <laughs> cocaine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Rachel Haas, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. We, we're proud of you for doing this on your own without the help of Adderall or cocaine. Like, <laughs> you are superwoman. Um, <laughs> the next lie, I need a drink. Oh. Oh. Oh, how about that? I mean, <laughs> I was reading this, or this was the one where I was listening to on the audiobook, and there are times during the week where I want a glass of wine. And I'm like, do I, ever, do I need it right now? No, not at all. Will I feel better tomorrow knowing that I didn't have it? Yes. So why would I have it? Yeah. That's a good talk to have. But, you know, everyone deserves to let loose and have some drinks and everything like that. But if it's getting to the point where you you have a hangover at work, it's not okay. Yeah, that's not okay. (laughs) Or if it's what you look forward to the most. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like alcohol or really anything substance-wise, food, whatever, shouldn't replace like real happiness right that shouldn't be your source of happiness it Mm -hmm. can be you know a nice add-on right you're going out with friends and you're going to have some drinks but really the good part of that and the healthy part of that is the conversations yeah yeah um so yeah uh, that one uh. (laughs) that one got to me a little bit (laughs) okay but what'd she say helped her at the end of that one uh, learning about habits. Mm-hmm. She read this book that I started actually a long time ago and then never finished. <laughs> I think it's on my bookshelf <laughs> over there. But it's, it's called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Okay. Uh, turns out so many of our negative behaviors, i.e. drinking and smoking, are long ingrained habits triggered by a specific cue. So for me, mm-hmm. I felt stressed out, which cued a bad habit in drinking. 
for Sandra, it's when she's on her couch and Housewives <laughs> is on and she feels like she needs to have some white wine. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it's anytime I'm in a craft brewery, I'm like, well, they've worked so hard on it. I need to try well, it. Well, yeah. God, who would go in a craft brewery and not drink? Plenty of people do. God, Plenty damn. of people do that. I mean, I no, I know, I know. I and know. but <laughs> I go in and like it doesn't matter how like how strict I've been on my diet and like how much progress I've made. If I walk into a craft brewery, I'm just I'm not gonna not drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm like this is their product. Like it's, I feel like it's disrespectful. I think that's a big part for me. I'm like they worked so hard on this. Why mm-hmm. would I not? Also, when I'm in a like I was in Nashville this past weekend and we went to this restaurant and they were known for their hot chicken, mm-hmm. their Nashville hot chicken, which is like. You know, yeah, they're known for this. So I'm like, of course, I'm, of course, yes. But I don't need to do that every day here yes. at home. Yeah, and I'm, I'm bad about that too. Like, if we're, yeah, going anywhere that's not home, basically, like mm-hmm. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be insulting. Like, you know, I go to a family member's house and they're like, Hannah, have a beer, have some. Like, I cooked for you. I'm like, fuck my diet. Okay, right, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I also think that comes with our personalities a little more too mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you and I we both were the Enneagram sevens which right. are the the FOMO people <laughs> like we're just chasing that best experience all the time and so eating Nashville hot chicken like that's an experience why would we pass that up no of course not see like we're both like that's dumb of and course you're was, not gonna pass it was it up. worth it but someone like Katie who's very disciplined mm-hmm. would probably be like no it just didn't fit into my diet didn't work towards my goals so god damn I know. She's so disciplined. How do you do it, Katie? (sighs) But then she said, removing the temptation. Mm -hmm. So if you're struggling with how much you drink, remove access to alcohol. If you binge, eat cookies when you get stressed out, don't buy cookies at the grocery store. Yeah, it's true. That does help in my house. Like if I don't have, like right now we have a ton of leftover pasta from the beach because my mom Mm. was like, just packed it in my car. (laughs) I didn't know. And we got here and I'm like, God, oh my God, that is like (laughs) enough to feed 500 ki- children <laughs> or Sandra for two nights. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. So now it's here and I'm like, okay, great. Now I know it's here. Yeah. That is hard. So if I know that, yeah, something like that's in the house, cookie dough, mm-hmm. God, I will burn through some cookie dough. It never makes it to the oven in my right. house. It's just straight, straight down the gullet. <laughs> and then I'll do this thing where I'm like, I'll just eat all of it. So it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's gone and then it's gone and i like i don't buy more of it sure but it's a major binge because i'm like i just want it out of the house by putting it in my stomach it's an ends to a mean means like, to an end okay rachel i know we're all work works in progress okay we are we're, try- we're trying we're trying really we're trying. hard so the next one <clears throat> is the lie there's only right way one right way to be I don't struggle with that one as much. No, I don't either. I'm I'm very much shades of gray. Like everyone has their own story, their own approach. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the expression? There's always three sides to every story. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side A, side B, and the truth. Right. And it's like everyone's going to look at things and interpret things differently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think I'm I'm lucky. My parents are like that. Like they have that same mindset, mm-hmm. and so it was something that came really easily to me growing up because they just practiced that all right. the time. And she grew up in a very, well, she was a preacher's daughter, wasn't she? Right. Yeah. And their church was just all white people <laughs> and they had, and so she's, I think she told a story when she went to Disneyland for the first time, mm. there was just all these different people with all these different hairstyles and tattoos. Yeah. And 
And then she was just so she was shocked, culture shocked. Yeah. Um, and just didn't know about any of that because it just wasn't how she was raised. Yeah. Um, so then she, one of her things that helped her was changing churches because she goes to church every Sunday and just that helped her to be around just everybody, um, all different types of people and not just the area that she grew up yeah, in. Her comfort zone, mm-hmm. which I think that's good advice for anybody is just if you're uncomfortable around something or someone, just start going around them. Like, right. Or going around it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to find something that you connect with or maybe you won't, but at least then you know mm-hmm. and you know why. Mm-hmm. But especially when it comes to people. Like, Being uncomfortable, I think, gr- makes you grow. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And with, with people, like, I think we have more in common than we don't. Right. Regardless of, like, our differences, mm-hmm. the fact that we're all humans unites mm-hmm. us some way. Unless someone's, like, a sociopath and their brain literally operates differently than the typical right. human. Right. Like, there's something we can connect on. So mm-hmm. don't fucking judge people. No. <laughs> She said, ask humble questions. Like one of mm-hmm. her friends is a different race than her. So then her, I think her friend said, uh, Rachel, I'm never going to be offended if you ask the question. I only get offended if someone who isn't my race just assumes they know the answer. Yeah. Great advice. Absolutely. So, And I love people like that who are willing to answer questions. Because some people are touchy. Like yeah. if you ask mm-hmm. a clarifying question, you know. Um, I know it's happened sometimes like Henry, <laughs> Henry triggers so many people, God bless him, because he's so curious and he <laughs> struggles with his tone sometimes, but it's really, truly coming from a point of curiosity where he mm-hmm. wants to learn and he wants to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have seen like he's going and he's asking all <laughs> these questions because he's like, I just want to know everything. Like, I want to know. Yeah. And they're like, back off so yeah go into it yeah humble questions is a, a good way of a good it. way to put that um because there is a lot to learn i mean you don't know everything no so go on. yeah and final lie i need a hero mm-hmm. i don't need a hero you are the hero yep Fuck that off. was what she told herself <laughs> you are you don't need anybody and this is this chapter is like my dad you're your problem and you're your solution oh jim it all comes back to jim darden <laughs> like, only you have the power to change your life i mean she said so many things in here that i was like god okay okay got it um did you call my dad she said you have the ability to change your life you've always had the power dorothy you just have to stop waiting for someone else to do it for you there's no easy way out of this there's no life hack stop waiting for someone else to fix your life stop assuming that one day it will magically improve on its own those are strong words. Stop the negative self-talk. Stop abusing your body. Stop putting it off for tomorrow or Monday or next year. Stop crying about it and take control of what happens next. And that's when she's like, girl, wash your face. Wash your face. <laughs> yes. So that the whole title actually came from her, let's see, the chapter of Loving Him is Enough for Me, where she talks about mm-hmm. her breakup with her now husband and how she just ugly cried and then found this moment of peace, mm-hmm. washed her face, and got back out there. Right. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to burp. <laughs> do it I'm such a lady do it it's because you gotta it's wash your face deep in my soul your skin looks clean though thanks i didn't put on makeup today so it looks clean <laughs> thank you um so yeah girl wash your face yeah. you got this yeah. essentially is the overarching theme of the entire book what do you think overall like what did you like the most about the book the ending <laughs> <laughs> like when she was reading the ending or when i was listening to the ending on audible i got really hyped up yeah and was like okay yes but I agreed with everything she was saying. Um, 
I mean, I feel like a lot of these things we talk about. Yeah, a I lot thought of these so topics too. We talk about just in a very different way. Yeah, we <laughs> but, do. I feel like we're coming at it, yeah, just from a slightly different perspective. Mm-hmm. But the overarching messages are mm-hmm. generally the same. You can see why she's a motivational speaker, especially listening mm-hmm. to the audiobook. Yeah. There were times when I'm like, yes, I can start a media business. I'll be a millionaire. And then I'm like, but I don't want to do that. Like, that sounds terrible, actually. <laughs> For a second there, she had me thinking I could do it. Um, it, just, it just, it helped. I mean, I think it's a good book to read in the new year, honestly. Oh, yeah. Or any time of year. But I mean. Anytime you're feeling like inadequate. At loose ends. Yeah, inadequate at loose ends. I think it helps. My favorite part was how approachable she was mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Um Because even though she is a very different person from me in a lot of ways and in terms of just her life in general, Mm -hmm. um, there were enough relatable moments and enough relatable content that even though I'm, I have never met anyone famous and don't want to, I don't want to own a multimillion dollar company. Mm -hmm. I don't go to church. Like so many things that like she finds inspiration in that wouldn't Mm -hmm. work for me. But the way she talks about it, you can find a way to apply it to your life. And it's, there's something like when she'll say it and you're like, oh yeah, that's like me and this. This, right. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, and it's, it doesn't come across as judgmental to me Mm-mm. at all. Like I didn't feel. No. Judged. No, no, no. Ever. And sometimes that's my hardest thing with self-help books mm-hmm. is one, either the, cause I, I almost always do audiobooks with self-help because I just cannot with anything else. <laughs> I'm not going to read it. And I know that about myself. Um, but I always feel like the author is either like really smug or like really self-important mm-hmm. or judgmental. And I didn't get that vibe at all from this book. <clears throat> right. Like she's, And she's, and, and it's sad to say, but she's Christian. And a lot of times Christian authors are very pushy with their mm-hmm. motives and things they believe in. And she's not. No. She's very open-minded. and Yeah. And when she, she talks about her faith in how it affects her Mm -hmm. and the effect it has on her life and not everyone around her. You need to go do this or, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone would be happier if they went to church. Like Mm -hmm. she knows that's not true. Right. And so she's giving a real life example of something in her life that gives Mm -hmm. her strength and motivation. Um, So it's kind of a fill in the blank type thing more so like Christianity is the blank that she's filling in where we mm-hmm. could put something else, whatever sure. meditation or running or bleh. I think it's a great book for a lot of people to read. Mm-hmm. A lot of people from different backgrounds yep. to read. I think so too. Um, now I did say this already. She is a hundred percent a more intense person than me. Yeah. Like she I, has a lot of, uh, yeah, everything. Cool. She yeah. has a lot of everything. <laughs> yeah. She has a lot of drive, a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she admits early on in the book that she's a workaholic mm-hmm. and that she's like, I don't say that proudly. I say that because it runs my life. I am addicted to working and it has right. affected my relationships. It's affected my health. Mm-hmm. Um, like she has stress induced Bell's palsy where half of her face will just right. go right. into paralysis. Yeah. And like, because she works so hard and stresses out so much mm-hmm. that her face just gives up. I mean, <laughs> I would never work myself like that. I've like I related somewhat to that, but I I think I hit my breaking point before she hits hers. Like, yeah. you know, I've definitely worked myself sick before. One of my goals coming into the new year is to work less. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think I've been easing off of it. But there was a time when, you know, I was working a full time job and a part time job and I was going to school full time 
Yeah. And trying to be social and friendly to people. And it was a lot. Like, it can be too much. I was going to the gym. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think there's a fine line because if I'm, if I don't have enough going on, then I get lazy. Mm -hmm. But finding that balance of feeling productive and happy, but also giving yourself enough time to rest. Yes. That's the challenge. Rest is important. <laughs> yes. Very important. Most definitely. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was one thing where I don't think she can empathize or even imagine being a person with smaller goals, mm -hmm. you know. And so I think that was probably my only, like, takeaway or, like, I don't want to say negative I just felt like there are certain chapters I couldn't relate to. Yeah. Like the mom ones and having the kids. And I just don't relate to that right now. Yeah. And it's not where we are. So when lives. I was reading it, I was kind of like, I would not stay focused. Yeah. Because I just wasn't relating to it. Yeah. It's easier to like skim through sections yeah. like that. Yeah. I think that's where it definitely helped listening to the audiobook mm -hmm. um, because it was a more passive experience. And so mm -hmm. I could still hear what she was, it was more storytelling versus me having to focus my mind on it and right. read it. Um, Definitely recommend the audio to everybody. Yeah. More hearing, so than the book. Hearing it in her own voice is really powerful. Yeah, I agree. And she's got a great, great reading voice. Like mm -hmm. she's, she sounds friendly. And she has a podcast too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, she does. Doesn't mm -hmm. she? And it's pretty good. She yeah. interviews a lot of people and of course she does. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> what else? She, she does everything. She does so many things. Um, <laughs> one thing she does say that I appreciated in there was don't turn down help. Yeah. She's like, you don't have to do everything and you can't do everything. Mm -hmm. So if someone offers to babysit your kids, say yes. If someone offers to take something off your plate, say yes, thank you. Yes. Yes. Like she really emphasized that. And that was. I agree with that completely. Oh, yeah. And that's something I struggle with, like delegating or like, mm -hmm. when I know that I can do something, I tend to take it on, even though I shouldn't always be doing it. Like, right. Eventually, you run out of capacity and you're not doing things as well. Yeah. You know, essentially. So just because you can do something really, really, really well, that doesn't mean you can do something really, really well when you're doing 15 other things well, mm -hmm. too. Um, it's you only have so much capacity. And so she really emphasized that in one of her books or one of her chapters, too. Right. Um, so. All right. So rating flame emoji from one to five. I'll get a five. Five. Yeah. Five flames. Yeah. OK. I think it's a great book and I would recommend it, like I said, to all all walks of life. OK. I think it's written really well and relatable and. Yeah, I didn't find many things in there that I didn't enjoy. Awesome. I'm going to give it four just mm -hmm. because, I don't know, just because. <laughs> um, Tell your I, truth. I, I know. I'm trying to think of how to <laughs> phrase it because I really liked it. I'm like, I'm trying to think of something that I didn't like about it. And there's really not anything except mm -hmm. I really struggle with the self-help genre. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. And I, so I think that's probably where I'm like, it's not perfect mm -hmm. because I don't like being told what to do, even mm -hmm. when I'm asking and like yeah you don't open a self-help books for someone to suggest things to you like yeah you open it because you need to be told what to do um i get it yeah so but i thought it was really well written and yeah i think probably the one flame is that i'm getting rid of so the four fire emojis is just because i don't think she can imagine a perspective mm -hmm. where someone has smaller goals yeah you know because everything she has is just so big, big and so and, over the top yeah um i think that was probably the least relatable part yeah. of the whole thing was like this is an amazing book if you want to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. if you have these huge goals if you want to take over the world read this fucking book yeah but if you want to live a simple life you mm -hmm. know quietly in your hometown and just want to have a good mm -hmm. self-esteem and make a difference in your community but 
that's about it. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But that this book could be overwhelming, I think. I agree. For someone like I that. I agree. Yeah, that's that's my truth. Okay, I had to let it marinate for just yeah. a second. But... And I get where you're coming from completely. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Overall, it's a good book. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. So, girls out there, go wash your face. <laughs> and then go read Girl, Wash Your Face. And follow Rachel Hollis on Instagram. She's great. She really is. She's, She's a very motivational. She's the reason that I bought these transparent rubber bands for my braids. Oh, my God. Thanks, Rachel. You have affected my life in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, I saw one day she had her little pigtail braids. And I was like, those are adorable. And mm-hmm. it's like, I need to get some of those rubber bands. I love how they're just so low profile. True. You can't see them. I know. So yeah. I went to Target and I bought some. Those are great for if you want to tie a little t-shirt bun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Yep. Listen so, for more soon. We got more episodes I think coming out. That's one of our goals in 2020 is to do more book reviews, more movie, re- just more minisodes in general. Yeah. But we're going to try and do, no, we are going to do one a month, one a month, one mm-hmm. book review a month at least. Right. And then we'll sprinkle in some other stuff. If we have it. If we have it as we have it. Right. Whatever. So, all right. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Later. Ooh, 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 ooh,